Happy 4th of July, everybody, or belated, depending on when you're listening to this brand new podcast. Alpine Howl presents you dog friendly. Uh, be safe out there. Take care of your dogs. There's going to be a lot of fireworks blasting off. We'll give them some headphones. Uh, take care of them. Put them in the you know area where they're not going to be able to hear too much of it because it affects uh, dogs in different ways, unlike humans. So uh, give them a squeeze for us. We appreciate it. Send over your photos of your good party with your with your pups, and that'd be a we'll put it on the social media Instagram at Alpine Help. This week uh, we got to sit down with Matt Wagner. A good friend of mine has two pups. Uh, interesting story about how he got his pups. Uh, some great programs out there. Uh, won't get into it right now with you because uh, we'll let him take it away. Let's get into it. My name is Matt Wagner. I'm a physical therapist. I work down in Boulder at CU Sports Medicine and Performance Center. I've been a PT for 16 years now. Matt, where are you from? I grew up in New York in the suburbs of New York City. And what brought you to Colorado? A 2009 Dodge Dakota. Uh, a truck. Not a girl, not a guy, not anything, but a truck. No, no, I drove one down here. That's what brought... Oh, God, he's... Okay. Gen- ladies and gentlemen, he is going to be on the podcast more because his humor is so dry and so funny that I don't laugh. Really bad joke. It's okay. It's okay. But we're going to talk about the dogs. I I look after one of his new dogs, um, and not to say that his old dog is not something I want to talk about, but uh, uh, tell me, you have two dogs. Tell me, name, age. um, Yeah, let's start with there. Yeah, so. And kind. Yeah, tell me what kind of dogs there. If you know. Some of us don't know. Yeah, you got it. So. Uh, my my most recent adoption is about a year and a half old now. His name is Quincy. Uh, he's a pit bull mix. Uh, he's a cute little brindle, about 40 pounds. And uh, I, got, I adopted him through Mile High Canine Rescue. Um, when I was looking for a new dog, I applied to several different rescue organizations. And uh, during COVID, I think that there were a lot of uh, new dog owners that were going through the application processes. Um, I think that Mile High Canine Rescue was... Uh, plug really- there, by the way, everybody. Plug. <laughs> it's all good. We can cut it out. I'm just, It's good. Keep talking. No, it's all, it's all good. I think they were really... We have no idea. Yeah, I think they were really great to work with. Good. Um, they did a virtual home interview to check out uh, my property and meet my other dog and uh, kind of meet me. And uh, I thought their, their uh, process was pretty slick. Um, through them, I went and interviewed a couple other dogs to see if they were a good fit. You interviewed dogs. Well, I went to go like meet them. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, meet and greet. But that's that's still like sometimes you know it's meeting the dog is it's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you meet a dog, you're like, who's a good boy? And if they're tail wags, you know. Right. They know it's them. Yeah. Um, so then, like when I met Quincy, I, it just really seemed like a good fit. Uh, so I brought him home last year in January, and so he's been with me for a little over a year now, and and he's great. Super high energy, pipple mix, maybe Catahoula Swamp Dog. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, he's great. Um, and then so my other dog is 12 years old, and he is a big, big guy. He's a greyhound Border Collie mix, and his name is Cotton. Awesome guy. Awesome. Love Cotton. Um, he's been in my life for a really long time, and also uh, I was actually on a contract job in Colorado when I adopted him, 
uh, mm. back in 2011. I don't remember that. So I was doing a uh, I was doing a travel contract, which healthcare workers are pretty familiar with. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was down in Canyon City uh, working at St. Thomas More Rehab Hospital, and I was in the market for a dog. And one of my patients said, "Hey, have you checked out the Colorado Prison Dog Program?" And, uh, wow. and I said, no, I don't even know about this. Yeah. So, um, this is cotton's backstory and I think it's really cool. Um, yeah. the Colorado prison dog program is a really amazing, uh, service. Like they bring dogs from rescues into the prison mm-hmm. and they teach prisoners, uh, a skill set. They have these prisoners work with these dogs for about three months and they train them, uh, in basic obedience and they socialize them. And they basically take these last chance rescues and they give them a, 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 a fighting chance at like being a good adoptee, right? Because um, a lot of times they're, they're bringing these dogs in that have been returned back into the system. A really? Times. Returned? Yeah. Um, they've been adopted out and returned, adopted out and returned, and they're kind of like... Multiple times? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I, was given I didn't the, know that. I was given the backstory that Cotton was adopted three times and returned, and he's just... Such a smart, high-energy dog that great dog. You know, uh, you know. God bless these families that tried to bring him into their family. Yeah. Uh, maybe he just had too much energy and uh, didn't know how to displace it. So the Colorado prison system, like they bring these dogs in and they really work at socializing and training them. And then when they're like ready, they release them to the public for sale. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the funds from the sale go into that program. Mm-hmm. So it's you know very cyclical. Um, so I, I ended up looking into the program, and I found Cotton, and uh, I went to go meet him at the prison, and uh, we fell in love, like, right away. That's great. 2011, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I adopted him, and then, like, the first day I adopted him, uh, we hopped in a car, and we drove back to New York over, like, two, three days. Wow. And so, like, he spent a couple days in the car with me, and uh, I feel like we bonded pretty quickly. How old was he at the time? About a year, year okay, and a half. Okay, okay. So he's so puppy he can he can take it you oh, know yeah. yeah yeah spry little yeah you know he was 45 pounds at the time you could count every rib oh cool you know and then he's grown up into this big he's a big dog monster. yeah i met him he's, he's awesome you know um and he's great i love him to death you know he's 12 now he's uh he's blind which yeah. is definitely interesting to own a blind dog um because he used to be very social and love going out and now it stresses him out mm-hmm. but uh but he's great yeah, that's uh, that's a that's an amazing uh, concept that you you know people think about their dogs and and then you have a dog that's still living, cotton's healthy but has this eye vision, but then eye vision issue and then you, you know I'm not gonna sugarcoat it but he's blind and you have this other dog that you just got and he's a bundle of joy. Yeah. And and how does that work out? How is your how is your life, you know, from one dog that's getting a little older and you know having a few health things, but you still love him. You you got him a long time ago. You rescued him, but now you got this new bundle of joy. How 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 does that how does that play out in your daily life? I think both dogs create a different dynamic, right? So, um, Cotton and I have a long relationship and. We have a lot of history together, and he just can't do a lot of things that he used to do anymore, Mm -hmm. you know, which is sad, but, you know, he's part of the family, and, uh, you know, I just, as long as he's happy and, you know, gets motivated about when I get home and we're going for our walk around the neighborhood, then, you know, like, that, that's fine, 
Um, and then I have this new year-and-a-half-old puppy who's, like, his dial's always turned to 11. He's 100% going on all the time. So it's it's uh, it's really learning how to split your attention yeah. between both dogs, uh, give them what they need. Um, and for Cotton, it's, like, just a lot of, you know, pets at home, uh, going on our walk day-to-day. Um, for Quincy, you know, we'll... We'll ramp up through the summer, and uh, we'll go on to some hikes, and we'll get outside, and uh, I bring him to more play dates because he he just he needs the energy outlet. Um, so it's definitely uh, strange to own two dogs that are ten years gap in age. Yeah. Um, but I would say that when I was looking for a new dog, a, a big factor was how old my current dog was. Um, and I thought about it for a long time, and I and I thought maybe a puppy would bring new energy into my older dog's life. Sure, like stoke the fire a little bit. Oh yeah, and I absolutely did. Like, yeah, I I love watching them in the yard. Um, you know, so they get along well. They get along. Okay, great, good. You know? I, that was gonna be my next question. Like, I would say they have developed like a particular play style. Sure. You know, um, I think Quincy knows that Cotton is blind. And okay. uh, so he, he does this thing where he taunts him, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll squeak a toy near him. Again, we don't have video, but like, this is something that we have to post on the, you know, the Instagram and all that stuff. But yeah, so go on. Yeah, it's, it's really fun to watch because, because uh, he'll, he'll take a toy, he'll kind of squeak it near Cotton and Cotton will <laughs> bark at him and kind of lunge in that direction. That's awesome. And he, they, you know, Quincy runs circles around him. Like he'll he'll get in close, squeak the toy, hop away, and they'll they'll go at that for you know ten, twenty, thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. And then like they'll go lay down in the sun somewhere, and like when they've had enough. Um, but it, it, like they bonded pretty quickly. Cool. I was concerned about whether or not Cotton would accept a puppy mm-hmm. into our circle, and it took about two weeks, and then he was like, "I guess this this little guy is here to stay." So. We'll just learn how to deal with it, and and how are how their personalities um, and and age has to do with it. But like, how are their personalities different around other dogs? Yeah, uh, it is definitely noticeable. Like Cotton, as a younger dog, was very uh, into dog parks, playing with other dogs, interacting with other dogs on trail. Um, he's hiked. 15, 14ers with me when I first moved to Colorado. Holy you know? shit. So, which is a lot more than many people who live in Colorado. Uh, I haven't done a 14er. Yeah. I've lived here 14 years come November. So, my goal is that I will do one because I've 14 14er on 14 years. But anyway. So, wow. Uh, so, Cotton's had this very like social. Uh, always friendly with other dogs, and then around the last couple of years, as he has his health has gotten a little downhill, and he's gotten blind, he's he's less interested in hanging out with other dogs. Okay. Um, however, uh, it's it's a curious thing if we, if we pass another dog like on a dog walk, and they're like hyped up to meet the puppy. Yeah, yeah. He he like gets in between them. Okay. He's like, hey, this is my buddy. Stay cool. away. Cool. That's cool. You know, he's like, don't mess with him. Yeah. You know, it's very protective older brother kind of mentality. He'll bark at these other dogs and kind of get low and get a little low growl at them. Not super aggressive, but kind of like, if you mess with him, you're messing with me, so watch it kind of attitude. Yeah. Um, Quincy is uh, just, he wants to be best friends with every dog that he meets. You know, and uh, I have a lot of friends with dogs, and he seems to get along pretty well with all of them. He just he brings a lot of energy into the meet and greet, 
And so some dogs don't love that, and some dogs are just like, they respond to it well. They're like, okay, we're here to play. Let's play. He sounds like me. Yeah. They, they just go, they'll go for half an hour, and then they'll just lay down and chill, and then they'll go for another half hour. And, you know, it's good stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I, I like that they both have completely different, like, you know, upbringings, right? You know, they're, in the sense, not that you're the... You're the owner, the, the slash the the dad, but like Quincy's this new found pup that's just rambunctious, and Cotton's this, you know, kind of old man that he's got a cane that he wants to just like, you know, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. But yeah. they get along. That's really neat. Like I don't know if you like I don't know if you hear that story too much. You know that kind of thing. It, they, it's very it's pretty wild. You know, like I think if Cotton was a human, he'd vote for Trump. <laughs> I believe that, actually. He's just like, don't take my guns. I'm no. here to stay. It's going to be my way or nothing at all. And this is not a political podcast, and it won't get that way. That's not my intention. But that's that's interesting that you look at it that way because I, I think that, you know, he's kind of the old blood of things, right? And I, and I think that's a generalization, but that's the truth, right? That's, it is. A, it is. It's an but old thing. Quincy, on the other hand, he's just kind of like, hey, I'm here just to be friends with everybody. I hope you're succeeding in life. He's like a total flower child. He's just like, let's, yeah. go, let's go lay around in the sun. And he's a little hippie. Yeah, he's just yeah, hip, hip, total hippie vibe for a pit bull. Super friendly. If you come to my house, he'll jump on you and lick your face. And, um, you know, like he's just he just wants to be everybody's best friend and which is it's really it's a lot of fun that's cool that's very cool what uh uh uh, question have you ever had some you know hard moments with either of the dogs and and you can go back and forth or either one doesn't have it but like is there been a moment where you're worried about the dog and you're just like what's gonna go on like i want this is part this is my best friend absolutely you know uh so, I know this can get emotional, but yeah, I, yeah. I know it, it's a question, though. Our dogs are our companions. Unconditional love. Yeah, big part of our life. Uh, Cotton has been great. Like, um, I've had a couple scares with him. Uh, I was hiking in New Hampshire in the White Mountains with him one time, and he was leashed at the time, which was great, because he decided it was a good idea to run off a cliff. Uh, what? Yeah, he just... Ran like ran down this rock outcropping, and then the rock outcropping like you know ended. (laughs) He sounded like he ended, but he's alive with us now. So, and uh, and he just like ran out the leash, and he just swung off the end of a cliff. Wait, 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 what? Yeah, he like was chasing a bug or something, and he just ran off a cliff, and uh, and I had him on the leash, and so I just pulled him back up the cliff. Oh and I was my like, goodness. hey, buddy, um, nice work. Uh, <sighs> on that same hike, we got to this summit of, uh, I think it was Mount Adams. And uh, there was a uh, bull moose up at the top of okay. the summit. Yeah. And he was just doing his own thing. And Cotton got in real close, and the moose didn't like that. So, uh, you know, I, I'm a responsible hiker and outdoorsman and was raising it and uh you mm-hmm. know he was on leash with me at the time and we were probably about 40 50 yards away from sure. this moose just observing it giving him a lot of space moose are big yeah he he gave us a little short charge jesus so i just pardon my french i just grabbed the leash and like we kind of booked it at a 90 degree vector wow and uh like we went ran around like uh there was a visitor center or something at the top of that mountain so we like we kind of got on the opposite side of the visitor center and 
got away from the moose just so, like, so we were out of sight. Um, and then I, I would say more recently, you know, uh, Cotton's blindness uh, accelerated very quickly. Uh-huh. It was over like probably a period of about two, three days. Okay. And I took him to the vet and the vet said, ah, we think, we, we think he has a brain tumor mm. and he probably has about three to six months. When was this? This is in November of 20... 21. Gosh, COVID, and hopefully at the end, but still, it's your dog. I mean, we don't have anybody else in our lives, but your dog, and now you got this news? How? I mean... Uh, maybe it was 2020. Let's say it was 2020. It was a, it was a while. It was over a year ago. Right. So then, um, so, uh, then I got home one day. My roommate had called me. He said, you know, he's his, he can't stand. He's, he's been, his, you know, he can't control his bladder. Uh, we don't know what to do. So I jetted wow. home. And I picked him up, and I took him to the vet, and, and um, the vet had told me with a brain tumor, like, the symptoms could progress pretty rapidly, uh-huh. you know. Um, and uh, it turned out that I didn't know this at the time, but I went to grab him, and I took him to the vet, and um, he had uh, somehow gotten into some THC butter. Okay. and uh, That's normal in Colorado, by everybody, everybody should know. Yeah, I guess my, <laughs> my roommate had been making some THC butter, and there was a boil over, and stuff got spilled on the floor. Oh, I, I oh okay, yeah, I yeah, found yeah. this out after the fact. I didn't know. But sure. He had licked up some residue off the floor, and so I took him to the vet thinking, like, we're going to the vet, and they're going to be like... We some have to- THC residue, yeah. you thought, maybe. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't know that at all okay, at the okay, time. Okay. I just knew that... His back legs had given out. He couldn't control his bladder. So I'm, I, okay. have, I have him in the car, and I'm like, this is probably it. Okay, you sure. Know? We're going to sure. go to the vet. I'm probably going to say goodbye. Yeah. You know? And I bring him in, and they run some tests, and the vet calls me, and she says, you know, is there any chance at all that he might have gotten access to any kind of THC? Oh, okay. And I, and so I, they knew. They, 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 had a, they had a sense of that. Yeah. And I said, I have, I have no idea. Uh, let, me, let me call my roommates, you know. Okay, sure. So I called my roommates, and then my one roommate admitted that he had been making THC butter, mm-hmm. and then, you know, whatever, had a mess, created a mess in the kitchen. He's yeah. like, it's definitely possible that he licked up some THC ah. off the floor. And so, anyway, crisis averted. Um, he was, ended up being fine. Uh, he just had to basically sleep it off. But, if, you know, for the listeners, in case you don't know, like, THC is very toxic to dogs. And I learned this from the vet. They were like, you know, your dog shouldn't ever eat weed or eat edibles or eat anything that has yeah. THC in it because yeah. they don't they don't have the physical capacity to like really handle THC. Very small doses can be extremely toxic to dogs. Um, so you know, he got better, and then it, like you know, several months went by, and I and I took him to the vet, uh, my regular vet, who's awesome, and she was like, so we thought he had a tumor. But since he's lived this long, we don't actually think he has a tumor anymore. Wow. Uh, we think he experienced a diagnosis that's called uh, like uh, acute retinal detachment syndrome. Okay. And like where the nerve separates from the eye in the back, back part of the brain. Wow, it sounds like a movie. Yeah, so she said that it's really common in older dogs, and they'll just go blind in an older age, and there's really no, no way to reverse it. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, she explained it to me. It just it happens, but they thought that it, his blindness was originally caused by a tumor. Sure, but she's like, since he's been around for more than twelve months since that diagnosis, mm-hmm. we're gonna kind of revamp the diagnosis and say it's not a brain tumor. Okay, which, which is kind of good news, you know. Yeah, but he's still like he's an old man and he can't see <laughs> a damn <laughs> yeah. thing. And, yeah, um, but he's still ticking. 
Yeah, you know, I get home. He, I'm, I go, hey, do you want to go for a walk? You, you know, you want to get dinner? And he just gets su- super hyped up about all the regular things. Yeah, you know, and so for now, he's just living his best life. And as long as he's not in pain, you know, like we're gonna keep doing our thing. But it sounds like you're a very good, like, and I want to say father because part of the, you know, this podcast we're gonna talk to people that are emotional. That this is their best laws. We may not have kids or anything like that, but like, you sound that. Y- from what from what I'm gathering, very you know, you articulate well about what your and, and your thought process and how you're going about your dog's life is so important that you know you know it and you're doing things that are he's still around. You know, I I think uh, for me it's it's just like about paying attention to your dog, cool, you know, listening to them. Um, I read something recently that said, you know, I think it was a meme that I read. It it said, my dog may not speak English, but he and I communicate really well. Mm -hmm. You know, and when you develop a relationship with an animal, uh, I I think you can learn the rhythms of their body, uh, the the noises that they make, their body language. And I think if you pay close attention to your pet, uh, then you you can learn a lot about what their needs are. You know, sometimes uh, uh, the dog, you know, Cotton or Quincy, will they'll come up and I'll be sitting on the couch and they'll just put a paw on my knee. They'll kind of cock their head and I'll go, oh, you need something from me. Yeah, yeah. What is it? And I'll sit up and I'll look around and it's like really quick to determine that the water dish is empty. That's you know? cool. And like they're telling me, hey, we need some water, Pop, you know, or whatever it might be. Yeah. And But like for 10 plus years, I've had this great relationship with Cotton where, you know, we we'll bond and we'll go on adventures and we'll sit and talk with each other and you know he'll lay in my lap and i'll you know pet him and scratch his ears and he'll make a little grunting <laughs> pleasure noises like oh this is great you yeah, know? yeah um so with cotton i i think like my job as a good pet owner um is just to really be attentive to those things now at yeah. the later stage in his life because, as like I said earlier, as long as he's happy and he's moving around and he's still getting motivated about things, then I'm not that concerned. Yeah. It's more like if, if he started exhibiting signs of, you know, he's having pain or, um, like, things aren't going well, then... It, then it's time for me to say what's what's what are the right and responsible decisions to make for my dog at this time. Yeah. You know, and I think, for me, the unique experience of kind of taking him to the vet when he had that TH, THC toxicity sure. experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it kind of fast forwarded my mindset of this could be it, you know, and I realized he's an older dog. And, and so at that time in the car, I was like, I, I arrived at that point where I was like, I have to make the hard decision tonight. Mm-hmm. And so I think over the past, I guess a roughly a year or so um, for me, it's kind of been like, I already kind of got to that point in my brain and I, I felt around it and I, I really knew how I felt about it um, because we care so much about our dogs and we always yeah. want the best for them. And sadly, like we outlive them, you know? And so I think every month since then has just been a blessing where I'm like, you know, you're still kicking, you're still ticking. You're, you're happy to see me when I get home from work every day. You're excited when I pull the leash out of the closet and we're going for the walk around the neighborhood. You know, he, he has this whole MO of, you know, let's, let's go do this thing, you know. Let's kill it, Dad. You know, and, and as, as long as he has that mentality, um, 
I'm, I'm just like, I'm going to roll with it. And uh, when he gets to the point where he's just kind of like, you know, I'm tired. Yeah. I think I've had enough. Yeah, you know, Matt, that, that's... It's probably another discussion that, you know, and, and, and we'll have you back. I mean, it's, you know, for someone to have two dogs on, like, way different, you know, ends of the spectrum as far as, like, you know, age-wise, I mean, that's that's a lot. And and you're, you know, as as awesome as you, you know, are taken care of as a good dad, like, that's going to be a moment, like, where you're just, like, wow, I'm thankful for the time. And, and I'm not putting words in your mouth, but that it was – it's uh, it's cool to hear what you're doing with your dog. So thank you, Matt. Yeah, you're welcome. Absolutely, I'm I'm happy to be here and, and help you, you know, uh, build build the brand and and build the podcast and and I will always talk about my dogs. Yeah, anybody, we all. Will. Anybody who wants to listen, I'll be like, let me tell you about my pets. And you know what? I just me sitting here, like I'm loving this because you know. Talking to you and I about, you know, whatever we do on a Tuesday night. I mean, um, this is great. Yeah. yeah. Quincy came from Mile High Canine Rescue. Awesome. They're a great yeah. organization. Yeah. But also, uh, you know, I've had a great lifetime experience with Cotton, who came from the Colorado Prison Dog Program. And uh, if you haven't heard of them, it's totally worth checking them out. Um, Good plug. I, I yeah. That I appreciate. That. Awesome. Yeah. Because yeah. at the time I was looking for a dog and getting one that was well-trained and well-behaved, as a new dog owner, I was like, this is fantastic. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. No, that those are the kinds of things we're looking for. And, and we're going to be trying to get in touch with those kinds of people and talk with people that, you know, have those good experiences or bad experiences. But that's good that you can tell us that, you know, you don't need to go to a litter. You, there, there's places out there where there's good-ass dogs. God bless Cotton Soul. Thank you, Matt. Um, this has been fantastic. You've been amazing, and uh, I'm, I'm thankful. Thank you for your story so far. You're welcome, man. I love you, brother. I love you, too. Great story there. Glad to have Matt on the show with us. Uh, fantastic uh, stories about uh, how we got his pups. You can check out milehighk9.org to get more information about adopting a dog uh, for yourself. Uh, also looked into, if you want to go online, uh, www.coloradoci.com forward slash question mark puppy. You can also search in prison train canine companion program in your uh, search bar and you'll be able to find out a little bit more about these programs. Uh, Pretty neat concept. I'd never heard about it, but so thankful that uh, Matt got to you know, give us a little more information for that. So uh, next week, look forward to a special guest that came all the way from Wisconsin. Uh, my dad, Jack Bennett, will be with us. So pumped uh, to sit down with the man, the myth, Jack of all trades, radio, all the jazz. But uh, look forward to talking with you. And remember, uh, hug a puppy. And uh, howl, or us howlers here at Alpine Howl.